Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is Monday morning, zero degrees for the second day in a row out here on the river. We had a frozen, chilly day. It never got above seven or eight degrees yesterday. And we had a wonderful Sunday, restful Sunday, worshipful Sunday out here on the riverbanks in Nebraska. And I hope that you're doing well wherever you are, that you're safe and warm and well. we got a few changes to the podcast coming up we're going to talk about in just a minute. Today we're going to look at the basics, the genesis of self-brain surgery and what it means. And for my newsletter yesterday, if, if you're not a subscriber to the newsletter, friend, you're you're missing something. And I want you to go back and read. You can go to Substack, drleewarren.substack.com. You can read yesterday's letter. You don't even have to be a subscriber to do that. Check it out. You're missing something if you're not signed up to become part of the newsletter community, okay? So check it out, drleewarren.substack.com. You can sign up for free. And every week you get a free self-brain surgery letter that comes out on Sunday. So that's, that's, it's really, really helpful. But yesterday we talked about something that we're all already doing. And I want to just make sure that we're doing it right. So we're going to cover some of that ground this morning about what self-brain surgery really is and how to talk to your inner voice and how to make it work for you instead of you working at its direction. And we're going to do all that in a way that's going to help us become healthier and feel better and be happier. Because when you get that right, when you get to how your neuroscience is wired and how it's working for you, and you get it connected to your faith component where you can always be able to look for and find hope and have some rational basis for believing that there's a reason to hold on, then that's powerful and that'll change your life. But you can't change your life until you change your mind and learn how to think about things and think about your thinking in a healthy way and get that working for you instead of against you. That's when you can relentlessly refuse to participate in your own demise. And the good news about that, as Lisa tells us every day, is that we can start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. So I told you in December that we were going to have some changes to the format of the podcast. We're going to have some changes to the work that I'm doing. And it's time to talk about that a little bit. Um, I got a new book coming out, as you know, in July. And between now and then, there's a lot of things that need to happen. I'm going to have to record the audiobook, which takes about a week. And there's a lot of other things, speaking engagements, resource preparation, lo- just lots of time commitment that's going to happen. And I need some margin, okay? Um, so in order to serve you well, I'm going to have to be writing my next book, creating resources around Hope is the First Dose, doing public appearances and radio and TV and all that stuff. And so I need some margin in order to be able to create 
enough space in my own life to have time for my family and to do the things I need to do uh, with my real job and also to to have enough internal margin to be creative and create new things for you, right? So, so I'm going to change back away from the daily format for the podcast. We, we've been daily for a little over a year now, but it was never intended to be that. Um, it just sort of evolved that way, and, I, and I'm happy for it. It's done a lot for me to, to spend this year with you of focusing every single day on bringing you content. But what I want to do is to go deeper on the episodes that I do release. So I want, I want to take them farther. I want them a little bit more um, organized and a little bit less top of mind. And I want to do that in order to serve you and to help you really understand what self-brain surgery is all about. I've really clarified my message and I want I really want to give it to you in a way that will serve you well and more than I can do in a daily format because I frankly just don't have this, the margin and the space for it. And I need to serve you better than that and I need to serve my family and I need to serve myself better than that. So here's what's going to happen. This will be the last Mind Change Monday episode that's available for free. Tuesdays with Tata and Cell Brain Surgery Saturday are going to be the, the two times a week free podcasts that are available for everyone. And they're going to be better than ever. Okay, so we're going to have Tuesdays with Tata and Cell Brain Surgery Saturday. But I'm going to record those on Friday or Saturday and get that work done and my weekly newsletter done before Sunday. This Sunday, I've been telling you lately, especially if you read the newsletter, I've been telling you that I feel really called that God is telling us we need to, to take that space that he calls Sabbath and we need to honor it and we need to take some time, downtime, where we're not working, where we're really having you know, deep conversations with family and spending quality time and just in recreating ourselves, as my dad always said. And so Sundays, I'm not going to do that work anymore. I'm going to do it before Sunday and have it ready to go out so that you can read your newsletter on Sunday as part of your Bible study or time or whatever you do on Sundays. But that work's going to get done before Sundays happen. And I promise you, what's going to happen is God's going to keep his promise. He's going to say, you rest on Sunday. Let me rebuild you. And when you come back to work, you're going to have more to give than you ever had before. He's going to give me new ideas and new thoughts and new ways to serve you and serve my family and my patients and, and myself and him in a better way than I ever had before. And that's going to help hope as the first dose be more successful when it comes out because I'll have the energy and the margin to bring those public speaking events alive like they should be. Okay. The Friday conversations, these conversations with notable people are going to sometimes fall neatly into a category where they're me and Tata for a Tuesdays with Tata or a self-brain surgery type of idea. And sometimes they won't fall neatly into a category and we'll just release them as a special episode on one of those days or on another day during the week for free for everybody. So you'll still get these free, amazing conversations that I have and been blessed to have and have some amazing ones coming up, by the way. So the conversations will continue to happen. They'll just fall into a category or they'll be released separately. But that's what's going to happen in regards to the interview podcast that I do. So the paid subscribers are going to get some value that they've never had before okay it's been the podcast has been free seven days a week for everybody for a year and what's going to happen now is the paid subscribers are going to get extra episodes every week mind change monday is going to become a premium deeper conversation about how your nervous system and your faith smash together and and how you can understand how we're wired on a deeper level we're going to take those conversations deeper and longer than ever before so mind change monday will be the paid premium podcast every week for the paid subscribers okay so we're going to have one paid episode mind change monday and two free episodes self-brain surgery saturday and tuesdays with tata every week and we'll see how that goes for a while 
Then the other advantage and value that the paid subscribers get is that we're going to go ahead and start back at episode one of season one and release the archive every day. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to release an episode in order. I'm not going to go back and add new intros or outros to them, but the archive is going to start coming out one day at a time for the paid subscribers. So you'll have access to 600 plus episodes that are out there. They're going to, the ones that aren't already on Substack, I'm going to start just releasing them. And eventually, so it'll take, what, about two years for the entire archive to come online. At the same time, I'm going to go back and start releasing all of the newsletter archive onto Substack platform for the paid subscribers. So eventually, within, within a year or two, everything I've ever created will be on the Substack app available for you for the paid subscribers. You ought to get some value if you're helping me do this work and you're helping me spread it out there and you're helping pay for the software and you're helping pay for the microphones and all those things. If you're doing that, you should get some value and that's what's going to happen. So you're going to get a special episode every week. We're going to start doing some Zooms and some some video collaborations. I'm going to try to develop the YouTube channel a little bit more. But more importantly, I'm going to try to just make the work that I do more valuable and more helpful to you, even though it'll be a little bit less frequent. Okay, so that's what's going to happen. Now let's get back to what we're doing for today because it is Mind Change Monday. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about something you're already doing, okay? Something you're already doing, but most of us don't do it right. And what we're doing is something that Paul David Tripp in his book Suffering calls meditating, meditation, that you're constantly meditating. Now, that's a funny word because we we connotate it with, or it has a connotation of this sort of Eastern mysticism or yoga or those kinds of things. It's been co-opted to mean something that it doesn't really mean. In its basic form, what meditation means is just listening to your inner voice, okay? All of us have an inner voice 24-7 all the time. We do. And if you don't think you do, then you do. You're being tricked if you don't think you have one, because you do. And you know you do, because when you drop something, you hear a voice that calls you a dummy, or when you get close to somebody and you've been hurt before, you're going to hear a voice that says, careful now, people hurt you, right? When you see a hot stove, your inner voice says, don't touch that, it's hot. You hear that in your head. And that's because your nervous system is wired to give you this internal conversation. And you have a mind that's given to you by God that wants to converse with you. And if you're saved, if you've got a relationship with Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit inside you who serves as your conscience and has, has serves as a, a voice helping you know which way to go, as Isaiah said. Don't, don't go that way. Go this way. It helps you, right? But if you're not paying attention, that inner voice will be directed by the lowest level of your nervous system the limbic system, and you'll you'll be in complete fight or flight mode all the time, just respond, reacting mindlessly to stimuli that come along. And Dan Harris, in his book Ten Percent Happier, wrote about how that inner voice, learning how to just just make himself take a pause, which I call the thought biopsy, learn, learning how to just think about a thought that popped into his head or think about a feeling or an emotion and learning how to put a little gap in there where he decided how he was going to respond to that feeling or thought instead of just reacting to it made him about 10% happier. Okay. Well, I'm just here to tell you that I think the difference between 10% happier and infinitely happier is to understand that that response can become directed by the Holy Spirit. And you can take control of your mind and you can engage the gift of selective attention and you can learn how to take control of what Paul David Tripp calls your ongoing internal meditation. 
So if you can do that, if you can learn how to control your meditation, that becomes a superpower. I call it self-brain surgery. And just just put it simply, self-brain surgery is the decision that we were going to relentlessly refuse to participate in our own demise. And it is it is demise-worthy if you react to every stimulus with fight or flight. It's just not good for you. You can't live in that state forever. You wear yourself out. You break relationships. You spend too much money. You drink too much. You do bad things in your life against yourself and against the people that you love and against God when you are in fight-or-flight mode all the time. And so at its core, my idea, what I call self-brain surgery, is the decision to take control of that inner voice and make it serve you instead of harming you. And frankly, that's what I'm trying to do by trying to get some more margin here is I'm trying to get control of my inner voice so that I have more to say to you and deeper things to say to you than I can say if I'm trying to do this every day. Does that make sense? So I want you to get a hold of your inner voice. Now, if you're agnostic or skeptical or if even if you are an atheist, if you don't believe in any kind of God, let me just let's just get on the same page here. At least agree with me if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit or that God can get inside your head and speak into your life, any of that. You at least do agree with me, right, that there is an inner voice. You do have a narrative in your head all the time. Your, your thoughts, sometimes unplanned and uninvited thoughts come into your head, and you have to learn how to react to those, right? So, so even if there's no spiritual component to it for you, this still applies to you. So let's just get Let's just get on the same page with that, and let's just agree that we have an inner voice, okay? So then when we have that inner voice, what do we do with it? Well, getting back to a more spiritual application, Paul David Tripp in his book Suffering, which I highly recommend to you, and I'll put the link in the show notes, his book Suffering, he says this, Suffering tends to kidnap our thoughts, and in so doing has a powerful effect on our emotions and responses. Again, spiritual or not, you can agree with that. When you go through something hard, this massive thing, as I call it, Lisa and I call it TMT, when you go through something really hard, that thing becomes all you can think about, right? I mean, I can promise you right now, if I wanted to, I could drive myself down into a pit and think about how I lost my son almost 10 years ago. And that I could just decide to wallow in that all day long. If you're worried about something, if somebody's offended you, if you're concerned about something that, that you don't really have any control of, you can lay in bed at night, you can lie in bed at night and think about that thing and you can spin off into every possible negative thing that could happen or every possible bad situation that could arise out of that. And you can ruin your night's sleep and hurt your stomach and make yourself sick and for no possible reason because you can't control it right then. You can't do anything about it until the next day. Most of the scenarios you dream up aren't going to happen. And you can just suffer, right? Because suffering, as Paul Tripp said again, tends to kidnap our thoughts and in so doing has a powerful effect on our emotions and responses. And he says this, pay attention here. The dynamic is clear. The more you meditate on a problem, the bigger, scarier, and more unsolvable it appears. This is why fighting for control of your meditation is so important in the life of every sufferer. Okay, spiritual or not, that's the basics of self-brain surgery right there. Paul Tripp said it in a way a little differently than I would say it. Here's what I would say. You fight to learn how to think about your thinking and take control of that limbic system and use your frontal lobes and engage the gift of selective attention that you have to control your response to your thoughts. You don't believe every stupid thought that pops into your head, as Daniel Amen says, and as Max Lucado says, just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to think it, okay? And there is a reliable, 
repeatable, successful method for getting control of your thought life. I like to think about it in terms of spiritual things, obviously. And I think about how you can use prayer to overcome your internal meditation. And you can teach your meditation how to behave better and how to think better thoughts over time. And that is by engaging the promises of God and understanding Scripture, putting putting good things in your heart that will pop in there and replace some of those baseline negative things. And I think that's important. So we have those options to us if we decide we're going to become self-brain surgeons and the first tenet the the hippocratic oath of self-brain surgery is not first no harm like it is in medicine it's this it's the 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 warren oath if you will say it with me i will relentlessly refuse to participate in my own demise i'm not going to let my limbic system push me around i'm going to engage selective attention i'm going to use my frontal lobes that god gave me or if you're so inclined that billions of years of evolution gave you that You can use these frontal lobes, unlike any other animal, to change what you're thinking about. Harvey and Lewis are are maxed out. They they have no option. If that bird flies by, they're going to go get it. They can't take their brain off of it unless I shock them or make them do something or give them something more valuable. They can't change their minds. But you can. You are not a slave to your thoughts. You are not a slave to your fight-or-flight mechanism. And you're not a slave to your past or your worries about the future. You're not. You're free. Jesus said it this way. If the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. Okay? And so I want you to get control. That's that's what Mind Change Monday is about today. Let's get this thing under control. Now, Tommy Walker just released an album, Soulful Scripture Songs. And that, it's amazing. It's this kind of funky, soulful, R&B-flavored bunch of songs that are all just one scripture basically just singing scripture and what they mean and he one of the songs is called asking it shall be given asking you shall receive jesus said so this is a song about what we get when we learn how to pray the right things and when jesus changes your appetite for what you pray for you start praying in a different way you start hungering and thirsting after different things and you start being sort of in more communion with the lord and you start praying differently and I think praying differently changes your internal narrative and it, it gets you, helps you get control over your inner voice. Because sometimes when we pray, we pray out of desperation, we pray out of desire, we pray out of our own wants, and we don't think things through really a little bit about how we pray. And I was thinking, I saw a picture of Mount Everest the other day, and I love mountains and I love Mount Everest. I think it's incredible. And I, when I was a younger man, I used to have fancies of climbing, at least enough for a few years kind of thought that maybe someday we'd try to climb it that's not going to happen but i was thinking about if you were at base camp at mount everest and you were praying god get me up this mountain and he answered that prayer and just boom popped you up on top of that mountain that would be the worst thing that could happen to you okay if he literally answered your prayer in the way that you prayed it from your point of view and your perspective it would not be good for you why because if god took you in an instant from base camp or from, you know, North Platte, Nebraska at sea level or 2,500 feet or Auburn, Alabama, which is basically at sea level, if he took you and said, okay, you want to be on the mountaintop, Lola? You want to be on the mountaintop, David? You want to be on the mountaintop, Juliana? I'm going to put you there. Okay, boom, you're on top of Mount Everest. Well, what now? Well, you're at 29,000 feet, and you can't breathe because your lungs are not acclimated to that altitude, and you're hypoxemic, and your muscles are not in good enough shape to get down safely. Most people that die on Everest 
die coming down. More people die after summiting than they do before they get there. Why? Because they're tired and it's harder and more dangerous to go down than it is to go up. And they make mistakes and they fall. They run out of daylight. They get caught in a storm. They, they don't have the strength to rappel down that, that Hillary step safely. And so if God puts you on top of the mountain when you asked, when you weren't ready, then it actually would not be good for you. So if you think about that little analogy, okay, then maybe instead of asking God to put you on top of the mountain, maybe what you'd ask him, help me strap on my crampons and my boots properly. Help me arm myself with the proper gear. Help me get the upper body strength to use this ice axe and not fall when I slip. Help me make sure I tie my knots right. Help me have better weather ahead of me when I take these steps. Help me make sure my batteries and my headlamp are charged so I can see the steps I need to take on the way down. Help me make good decisions on the way up and on the way down so that this journey will be safe, right? So you see what I mean? Like when you start listening to the Holy Spirit and when you start praying in the right way, then your internal narrative stops saying, I want to be on top of this mountain. Why am I not on top of this mountain? It's not fair that I'm not on top of this mountain. Why don't I ever get to be on top of the mountain? And instead, it starts saying, I need to get a little bit more wise about the steps I take, and that's going to lead me to the top of the mountain. I need to be a little more diligent in my training. God, help me today to make a good step towards my training so I get in better shape, so I have a better opportunity to get to the top. You see what I'm saying? So it's not that you don't still want to get to the top. It's that you're asking instead for all the wisdom and all the strength and all the resilience and all the training and all the weather and all the partners and all the Sherpas and all the gear and all the things that you need to make the whole thing work in the best way to make sure you're safe, make sure you're honored, that your your body is protected, that your teammates make it safely up and down, your family's okay, right? You see what I'm saying? It's a little bigger than just, can I have everything I want, God? It's make my, make my words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So David said in Psalm 1914, and I would transliterate that just a little bit and say, let the words I say, my prayers, and the thoughts I think, my meditation, be acceptable to you. Let's line them up. And when your internal narrative and your external dialogue match up, that's when self-brain surgery has worked for you and you've become healthier and felt better and become happier in your thought life and in your family and in your work and in your profession. And you've just made decisions, good decisions, like the difficult one that I made with Lisa's guidance and some prayer this weekend. Like, I need, okay, I feel God is calling me to some big things to to provide some big content. I think this book, Hope is the First Dose, is going to change millions of lives. I really believe that. And I believe that this podcast is helping people. I'm getting emails and letters every day. So it's, it's counterintuitive to say I'm getting all this good feedback from the podcast. I'm hearing from people all over the world how much it's helping them. And yet at the same time, I feel like I'm called to bring down the volume a little bit. To, to reduce the output a little bit. Why? Because I believe in letting this this little seed get planted in the ground and die. Let this this idea that I have to do all this work every day by myself, I'm going to let that die because I think God's going to plant that seed and germinate it into something much bigger and much more helpful and much more beautiful. But at the same time, give my wife and my father-in-law and my dogs and my family and my patients and myself a little bit more margin and space so that I can actually recover and grow and provide you more valuable content. See, that's self-brain surgery that I did on myself this weekend.
And I said, God, I want the words of my mouth to be beneficial to you, to be acceptable to you, to be helpful to others. And even if the volume of them is smaller in the short term, I want that to be bigger. I want you to magnify that. I'm praying that prayer of Jabez. I want you to expand my territory. I want you to protect me and provide for me and make my work more beneficial and more helpful to a larger number of people. But I can't do that if I'm out of gas, right? I've got to have margin. And so that's what I'm going to give you today, friend. It's Mind Change Monday, and it's time to change your, the gap between what you pray and what you think about. And it's time to get control of your inner narrative. It's time to get control of the meditation that you're already doing. So let's do it right. It's time. I have a friend we just heard this weekend that, that has been diagnosed with a devastating movement disorder. Okay, And I had to work through that yesterday in my own medical expertise i put that in quotes i have this this vision of what happened to my mother-in-law she was diagnosed with this progressive form of a brainstem variant of parkinson's and we watched her just wither away and die in six months and it was five years ago yesterday that we lost patty my mother-in-law dennis and tata's wife lisa and jessica's mom our nanny to our kids she just she became went from this person who was planting a rose garden in July to not being able to speak or feed herself in January. She passed away on the twenty ninth in two thousand eighteen, and that that process I saw it in my mind again when I heard my friend's diagnosis yesterday, and I said I've seen the end of you, and I did that thing where I thought I knew what was going to happen, and then I realized what I need to do is pray a different kind of prayer. I need to get a control of that internal narrative and let it change how I pray. So instead, here's what I prayed for. I prayed that God would heal my friend, that it would be amazing to the doctors, and they would say, I know I didn't do that. Somebody else must have done that. God must have done that because we didn't do it. I prayed for my friend's faith and strength and endurance to hold up during the hard time, that the story of how they faced this, regardless of the outcome, would be beneficial and helpful to all the people in their life and everybody they encounter or hear or that hears about what they go through. I prayed for their faith, strength, and endurance to hold up. I prayed for their marriage, their family, that a good story would be told from this. No matter the outcome, I prayed that I would be a good friend and not be afraid to walk the journey with them no matter what happens. And I prayed that my friend's thought life would be in submission to their prayer life and not the other way around, and that they would master their meditation to maximize their quality of life despite and maybe even because of their suffering. And that, my friend, is what I want for you today, too, on this Mind Change Monday. I want you to master your meditation. You're already doing it, so let's do it right. We can't always control our circumstances, but we can learn to control our brains. We can relentlessly refuse to participate in our own demise, even between our own ears, but we can't change our life until we change our minds. And the good news about that is that we can start today. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Hey, ask, it will be given to you. Seek and you
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.